Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. So first thing, where's where's Chop from? Tell us about Chop. Cause what, tell us your real name and then tell us where Chop came from. Uh, so my real name is Damian Robinson. Uh, Chop came from I was 14 pounds when I was a baby, and then my mom gave me the nickname Pork Chop. And once I got older, I started to slim down. And I was like, I can't have people call me Pork Chop. <laughs> so they just kept the chop. I just kept the chop, yes sir. <laughs> Ever since I was you know, a child, like I always been like, you've always had the rocked up. Rocked up. Eight I, years old, you yeah, were like, everyone was like, damn, he's got I, muscles. Yeah, I came out swollen. So like, <laughs> I, I've been like this. I really been like this my whole life. So. <laughs> I'm always looking for a good idea for a T-shirt. Right. I came out swole. Right. Would sell. Right. Now, I never act on it. Yeah, well. But, like, don't let the powder blues fool you. Yeah, I hear right? you. Right. Um, I heard one over the weekend that sounded like a great t-shirt idea, and it was so great, I can't freaking remember what it was. But I came out swole. That would be a hell of a t-shirt. No, I mean, it really would. I, I, I mean, first off, I think the first thing, you know, like, guys like that, it's so cool to be around. If you see, like, the physical freak shows they are, right, and why they're here, uh, yeah, you, you'd think, you know, maybe one guy, one day, one day, a guy will get like, the big business acumen to, like, come up with a, a t-shirt like that early on in his career yeah. and try to, trademark you know, it. I came out trademark it, get it right that way. But, like, yesterday, I think was maybe my most enjoyable day ever doing prospects oh you were well I, I thought you were christmas morning kid in a candy store but it was like it was different i usually am like that but th- i just really felt like and, and I'm, I'm guessing you felt the same way we haven't even talked about this but you know usually hey it's college kids they're a little reserved they're afraid to say things they're afraid Not to show guys. their personality we didn't have that yesterday no. i mean every defense end and defensive tackle you were like 
oh, he's kind of got a alpha, take control, be a leader type of personality, right? And those are little things that I certainly look at that will make me think differently of a player. Listen, you can look at a guy sometimes in the personality and go, does he have it in him? to take over in a big moment, right? And it's usually those guys. It's usually not the quiet guy in the corner of the locker room. That's not the guy who takes over, you know, with four minutes left in the game, right? Chris Jones is not quiet. Aaron Donald is not quiet, right? So that's where I, I found it really refreshing. It was a great personality. Well, they were cool. It's good news and bad news. Yeah. The good news is you get a lot of great, big personality, potential great players in the NFL at an important position. The bad news is... They're going to have to let the tackles leave even earlier than they leave. They're going to have to look the other way on yeah. holding even more in order right. to keep the quarterbacks in one piece because you got more guys that are frothing at the mouth to go hit. And when we ask them, yeah. <laughs> most of it, like yeah. if we were doing the votes, if we were since it is election season, yeah. the vast majority, like 75 80% Patrick Mahomes, then Lamar. a huge gap with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but right. it's almost like right. they respect him. Like, right. they respect him and they're in awe of him. And they grew up in South Florida, and that's just the guy they identify with the quarterback position, so that's who they want to hit. And I can't remember who it was, but the one guy who said... Off air. I all of them, right? and then off air he said Patrick Mahomes. I, want, he, he I really not to do say want to kill Patrick Mahomes. He knew not to say like it. Yeah. You don't want to poke the bear. <laughs> right. You woke up the wrong right. mother Mo, Mo, Hubbard. Mo, that's yeah. right. <laughs> and, and the other side of it, too, to dovetail off Patrick Mahomes... And I wrote about this last night. I think Max Crosby retweeted the clip of all the guys who, who look up to and want to emulate yeah. Max Crosby because oh, he of his involved? effort. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, cool. of his effort. Right. And that speaks to the quality and the character of these guys. And we heard about it, I think, when we were talking to the Spielmans beforehand, Rick and Chris, the idea that a lot of them are talking about how they want to be Max Crosby. And that, that is just like the common theme here. They all want to be Max Crosby. Yeah, I, it, you know, it, it was actually shocking. You know, shocking to hear that many guys just go, Max Crosby, Max Crosby, Max Crosby. And, again, as we saw with Max Crosby compared to these guys that we saw yesterday, similar personalities, right? I mean, we've been around Max a few times now. He's... Kind of the how we talked about. It. He's not the quiet guy in the corner of the locker right. room. That's for sure. Uh, but it's it is cool. It's cool to see young people appreciate, you know, the the art the the artistry of the position and a little bit of the the grind of what it really takes to be great. Right. You know, there's a few out there that don't need to work or go crazy hard all the time because they're so freakishly talented. But I mean, that's few in the history of the NFL. And it's good to see these guys got their head on straight. And these are the guys who are in that subset of players. Yeah. Because the farther you get away from the ball, the less frequently you get hit. These are the guys who every single snap are getting hit or doing the hitting. There is no escaping it. You so they got to come out swole. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. right. But they got to either deliver the hit or yeah. take the hit, fight off the hit, double team, triple team. This guy hits me. This guy's trying it's to incredible. stop me. So, yeah, it's, it's fun yesterday. It was fun. I, they are definitely part of the position. You've heard me tell stories, whether you, you know, D tackles. Uh, I mean, they're angry bulls. That, you know, that's what they are. We saw that yesterday a little bit. And, you know, they, they have an ability to not only have that freakish strength and size and ability, too, but can have the. You know, for guys that are 6'3", 315, they can have Napoleon complex too, which is like kind of, you know, amazing. You're like, wait, you're the giant, you're the biggest ass kicker in the world, and yet you could flip a switch like this and be angry and like, I've been picked on my whole life almost, right? Yeah. And, and that, that's where uh, that's a special human being that plays that position.
We have Troy Vincent, the NFL's executive VP of football operations, coming up Man, at the bottom of the hour awesome. to go over some of the rule changes. Well, you know, I just threw a dart last week. It's like, we're here. Yeah, you're here. Come, come talk to us. Come see us, and let's right. talk about the rule changes. You yeah. want to get the word out on what you guys are talking about? Let's have a conversation. Right. I thought he was going to say no. It's just a lesson for you kids. You only hear no if you ask the question. What's That's the Wayne right. Gretzky line? Oh. 100% of the shots you don't take yeah. don't yeah. go in. Yeah, yeah something like that. It's You're better right. than that. You're right. It's right. more, more right. suited to a T-shirt. <laughs> yes, so, right. Um, right. Anyway, we're going to have some defensive backs come through after we're done today. We finish at 9 o'clock Eastern. News regarding a defensive back who's heading toward free agency. Yeah. The Chiefs reportedly giving Legereus Sneed permission to seek a trade. They've also told him they're prepared to tag him if there isn't a long-term deal by Tuesday's deadline. Now, again, this is just a report which tells me that the Chiefs have made this known to Snead, and Snead's agent said to somebody, and yeah. if you hang around Indianapolis at all this week, the right. agents are everywhere, the reporters are everywhere. I'm a little uncomfortable with the idea of giving a guy permission to seek a trade when you currently have no rights to him because you haven't applied the franchise yeah, tag. Right, it's right. weird. Right. They can't trade him now. Yep. His contract expires at the moment they could trade him. Right. They first have to apply the franchise tag before it's even relevant. And remember how like Bill Belichick would always be weird about any discussions involving a trade for a yeah. franchise player. Sure. You can't trade him until he signs the franchise tender yeah. because you have to apply the franchise tender with an intention of actually employing him. That's where it gets a little dangerous. Right. If you're using this as part of a chess move to just get value for him, you could get yourself into a little hot water. Well, well, you know, here, here's my question. What, what is, you know, because I, I was thinking along the same lines too, what is the benefit, right? Is the benefit not to hope, hey, something long-term gets done or you get traded here, so then maybe we can use the tag on somebody else. They don't want to use it. Are they trying to save it to the last moment just in case? Right? That's what I was. I was going. Why? Why not just tag them right now right. and just be done with it? I don't. I didn't understand that either. Actually. I think that that part of the mindset would be give this guy a chance to see what else is out there. Right. Because in but so he can doing, still do that. In so doing, he'll see what else. Is, but no one's going to give up two ones for him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if uh, yeah, if, if you tell him, yeah, go ahead. But, right. but it's just I just. I wonder if something got lost in the translation. I, I think it's awkward and potentially a CBA issue for the Chiefs to say to him, you have permission to go seek a trade. There is no right that they have to trade him yeah. at this point. Right. It's just an awkward, strange— It's a strange, dead period here yeah, where it's— And you physically yeah. can't trade him until he becomes a free agent. And at that point, you'd have to tag him. And getting back to the point with Belichick always kind of tiptoeing around that, it's just a weird, awkward spot for the Chiefs and Snead to be in. And to echo what I said yesterday, and again, I don't want to traffic in rumors that could potentially hurt a guy's value, but there is a medical concern out there that I've heard. Yeah. And I don't think this is the kind of draft rumor you hear to try to knock no, a guy no, down no, so right. you can get him. There's right. just like a little red flag. Yeah. We better be sure this guy's knees are fine yeah, sure. before we commit big dollars yeah. to him, whether it's the Chiefs or anybody else. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's a corner, and his his game is built on speed. Legereus Snead is awesome. Well, and also putting Tyree Kill onto the ground. Well, yeah, he's great at jams, too. Yeah. You're right. But he has the confidence and the ability to do that and be aggressive at the line of scrimmage because I'm really fast. I can turn can and run up. with you, right? You know. So that's where, I mean, to your point, the knee health there and, and how that's doing. Uh, yeah, when, when, if he does get a trade or it comes down the, you know, getting to that point, man, some teams are going to have to do their due diligence there. But I do think the Chiefs, and we discussed this a little yesterday, 
you know, showed their hand a little bit. I think it kind of shows you, hey, like Legarius, we'd like to keep you. If we can get a long-term deal done that makes sense for our salary cap and all that, you'll stay here. But I think they're comfortable with their depth at that position like we discussed yesterday. And I think they're probably at the realization of, wait, wait, Chris Jones are more rare in this league than – you know, the Legereus Sneeds. And I don't say that to disrespect Legereus Sneed, who I think is really damn special, definitely. But like we said, he's not Chris Jones. He's not Chris Jones. Game changing D tackles only come around every so often. And I think they got to prioritize that, number one. And I get the impression that they're confident they're going to work something out with Jones. I, he's it not going to hit like free it. agency. Right, right. Even though I go back to the mindset from 30 years ago to break up the Cowboys, I'm amazed that there isn't some other team out there that is filling. Chris Jones' agent's heads with the idea that if your guy gets to market, we're going to pay him a hell of a lot more than the Chiefs will. I think he wants to stay. The truth serum that he was drinking on the day of the parade and rally that caused him to say, this year, next year, the year after, I'm sticking around. I think that's how he really feels. I think it is, too. I think as long as they get close, right, close to what he thinks is his market value or that, I I, I have the the same feeling and, and inkling there. And you know, and of course they're they're organizing the the checkbook and the the checking savings and all that right now too. All these guys that told us on air yesterday that they want to hit Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it's far better to be teammates with Patrick Mahomes if you can pull it off. <laughs> no doubt, you're more likely to have hardware. Yeah, you're more likely to be making big plays in big spots, to have the opportunity to make big plays in big spots because Patrick Mahomes is going to carry you there. Yeah, uh, agreed with that and. There is value to being a part of a team like this. There is. And the long-term picture, right? And the the big picture of things. Again, Chris Jones is going to the Hall of Fame. We know that. I I mean, it it certainly feels that way. I'd vote for him to be in the Hall of Fame, right? But, hey, he wins another Super Bowl, wins another one after that. You know, then it's guaranteed first ballot. Yeah. Then it's guaranteed every time you go to an autograph signing, you're getting like $100,000 just to be there for an hour and a half or two hours. You're the right? king of Kansas City. You you're, never pay for a meal, a drink, anything so for the rest of your life I, in Kansas you know, City. Th- those are the things where he can catch up with the value a little bit. And he does. He seems more, you know, into the the dynasty, the legacy, and being a part of it more than maybe looking for every last dollar he can get, which which is cool in a lot of ways. It really is. Years from now. Yeah. While you're still doing this, and I will be if I'm still alive. You're going you're gonna to let me take over this show with, no. like, your son? and It'll be me and Alex no. on PFT? You won't? You're not going to let me be a son? So when you're gone, you won't pass this down? You won't be like, hey, friend Chris When I'm Sims. dead. After I'm dead, it doesn't matter. Because you when care. you're dead, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> We're having this conversation last night. It's very existential. Deep by Mike Florio. When you are when dead, you're dead, you're dead. You're dead. So stop News saving flash. all your money doesn't and matter. Like you can take it with you. All right, I'll buy a Ferrari when I get home. Damn, do it. Okay, so you won't do it. I was going to make a point. Oh, <laughs> when you're dead, you're wait, dead. Wait, what was my point? I don't know. We're going to talk about this later. Oh, yeah. I got it now. Okay. Boom, it came back to me. You talked about Chris Jones making it to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I had this, this flash forward to a point where there is a huge cluster of Chiefs in the Hall of Fame. And then people are going to say, well, no wonder they won all those Super Bowls. They had all those Hall of Famers. But it's the winning of the Super Bowls that, really, that puts all these guys in the Hall exactly of Fame. Exactly right. No, there's no. I don't doubt care about what any that. other standard right. it is. The voters get smitten by rings. Yes, a hundred percent. How many guys are like out there? Like I, I played with Brandon Marshall. He's a Hall of Famer. He just was never on a good team. 
right? That, that's how I feel. I mean, I played in the NFL for eight years, and of course, even after I retired and he was continuing to play, I was watching it. I've been on the field. I was like, damn, Brandon Marshall, nobody's been like him, right? I mean, so there's so many players out there like that, like we talk about all the time where we go, that guy is actually great, right? You know, and, and if you're not like a running back sometimes – you know, maybe a receiver or a quarterback with crazy stats, you're right. The, those are the only guys that seem to kind of overcome the I've never been on, you know, a great team or a winning team or anything like that. And, Chris, it's also opportunity to perform when $120 million are watching. Yeah, that's right, too. That's Chris right. Jones busting through the line to break up a potential touchdown in right. overtime. That's that would have right. put the 49ers up by seven. Right. Keeps it to a field goal, sets the stage for you. You see it. You see he it. Has the chance he to probably do it. saved Brandon two other Marshall touchdowns never got a chance during to do the game. It. Exactly yeah. right. And you Super know? Bowl Fifty Four. Exactly Freaking right. Freaking out so Jimmy Garoppolo, right. knocking balls down. Exactly. You know, oh, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, see, I'm rubbing off on you. See, yeah. pass it down oh, to me. Yeah, come on, it's good or bad. <laughs> One guy who won't be making it to the Hall of Fame from the Chiefs. I'm confident to say. Yeah. Marquez Valdez Scantling. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think. Even though. Even though. Right. Better late than never. Yeah. He made a couple of big catches in the postseason. Remember, he made that catch against the Bills where down the he was middle, like right up yeah. over. Like, he caught like, two big passes. Yeah, right. And then he made the catch that was the dagger against the Ravens. He will be released in order to save $12 million against the salary cap. Here's the big catch that was the moment that ended the Ravens' season falling down after we have seen him drop. Maybe it's just one of those things where the harder the catch, I, I, the more it, likely you are to make it because you're not thinking about I, it. I think there's something there to that, right? I got nervous for him in the Super Bowl when he was wide open for that touchdown, and he kind of was awkward catching it, right? Remember that? There, I think there is something to that in a receiver's brain at times. But, hey, they're they're trimming the fat. Look, yeah, look at this. Like This is one that's so wide open. Look, whoa, whoa, he's like, oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Uh, holy cow. Those are the hardest throws and the hardest catches in football right there because you know – and your, like you said, your mind slips away for a minute because you're like, I'm about to catch a touchdown in, the, in a big moment. Something's when, wrong. Right. And I'm open. Right. Something's I'm wrong here. Catch, so your what mind happened? goes. In the yeah. Ravens game, you're like, oh, no, he threw it kind of behind me. I got oh, let me focus, right? So you're totally focused on the ball. It's a different mindset. But I think we're seeing here, I mean, again, the Chiefs, they got a few holes. They got to, you know, cover up. Uh, they got the Chris Jones. They got the Legereus Sneed situation. $12 million saving that. Marquez Valdez-Scantling certainly is not worth that and what he has done, you know, the last two years for this Chiefs football team. So, you know, hate to see him go. Hate to see a guy like that who made some big plays and it's kind of a wah-wah like a few weeks after the Super Bowl. But that's the business, and the Chiefs got, you know, some players they got to they gotta pay. He's one of the guys they added after they traded Tyree Kill. He got two Super Bowl rings for his trouble. He got paid, yeah. and now he moves on as that's a free right. agent. He'll get to go wherever he wants to go. The good news is they're not – squatting on his salary they're not waiting Get it quick. they're putting him out there now there's probably a right. trigger in his contract that and that's always smart to have yeah fairly early in the league year force the team to make a decision one way or the other and the decision is he moves on so he gets a chance to hit the market early and maybe somebody else will see those catches he made yeah under duress and say let's give this guy a chance even though he's not going to get the kind of money he was supposed to get from the chiefs another guy who was with the chiefs left as a free agent for the jets was traded back to Kansas City after one catch for six yards with the Jets, Miko Hardman. He made some news this week. He was on Ryan Clark's The Pivot podcast on what went wrong with the Jets this year. Have a listen to Miko Hardman. And I just feel like it's not an established coaching staff there as well. Like, you just got a new coaching staff that came in, you know, and like, it's no standard there. It's like everybody do what they want to do, and it's like whatever. Now, granted, the defense have a more of a 
stabilized standard with that with the coaching staff on that side. So you can tell the defense got a they got a, a standard, but the offense is just like, all right, we'll just figure it out. It's Aaron show. Let Aaron do what Aaron do, you know what I mean? But then when Aaron go down, it's like, we don't know what to do. I was so checked out. Like, <laughs> it's over. I already talked to Veach and Pat. Like, bro, come get me, bro. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, what are we talking about? Like, man, come get me. So, look, it didn't work out for him in no. New York. No, He never really even got close to being in the starting lineup, right? You know, it never got there, and it, it was unfortunate for him. He got a little paycheck for sure, but right. yeah, he never, and he got a ring. He got and a, he caught the game-winning right. touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and he created a little bit of a ruckus. Mm-hmm. He created a little bit of a, and I don't quite know how to. What do you mean the ruckus by this right here? Or the, well, he he made the comment just a about comment about come get come me. get me. Yeah, right. He then tweeted, "I never had talks with Kansas City before the trade, so we can clear that up. The Jets handled my trade on their own and did the right thing by sending me back to Kansas City." So that's part of it. Now yeah. the other part of it is a little more complicated, right. and I might want to put a pin in it because Troy Vincent is in the building, and I know he's on a tight schedule. Right. So I might throw it a break here. If Troy is going to be ready in a couple of minutes, we'll get Troy up here while we got him. Right. I don't want to make him wait. Yeah. It's not like there's anyone else to talk to here. <laughs> yeah. It is empty. <laughs> it is a chasm. It is nothing here. So we have Troy. I see him over there. We're going to take a break, and we're going to get Troy Vincent up here and have some conversations about the rule changes. But at some point, I want to come back to this Nicole Harbin stuff because yeah. there's another development that is very weird and should be very troubling to the New York Jets. Maybe we'll fit that in later in the program. For now, we take a break. When we return, NFL Executive VP of Football Operations, Troy Vincent, joining us here on Set Live. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I'm ready to go. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you do for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. Here we are at the Indiana Convention Center site of the 2024 NFL Scouting Combine. We've had plenty of prospects. We've had coaches. We've had general managers joining us. Now we got a heavy hitter. This is it. This heavy is it, hitter. baby. We got power. We got juice. Here goes the show. Executive VP of Football <laughs> no, Operations for the National Football League, Troy Vincent. I'll give you a, a 
tiny little piece okay. of Troy Vincent, Mike Florio trivia. Right? Let me hear it. Born on the exact same day. Is that right? Five years apart. Damn. Okay. Five years apart, but still the exact same day. That makes me think less of you, actually, a little bit. <laughs> you must have so some. You, you must have you some messed this. up crap. You know, crap <laughs> in your brain. Or a split little personality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here we go. Right. Here we go. Uh, Troy, let's get right to it. Uh, we got a lot to talk about because there's a lot going on, and we're all curious about the play that you have said on multiple occasions has become a dead play given the way the rules have evolved. The kickoff. Where are we going to go with the kickoff in 2024? Well, we've we met with the special team coaches this past Sunday. That is we being the competition committee. And it was our first at least verbal discussion with Coach Rizzi from the Saints. Yeah, sure. Who's kind of leading, you know, kind of leading the efforts. Coach Hightower from the Bears. Yeah. And Coach Fossil, who I find to be just fantastic mind from Dallas as yeah. it pertains to special teams play. And they briefed the they, they briefed the committee on what they've researched from the CFL, the USFL, the XFL, what has worked in other professional leagues around the world, or what hasn't worked. And it seems as though there's a combination of a little bit of a little bit of XFL, a little bit of UF, U, UFL, USFL, USFL, yeah, that they could bring into the play that can make it interesting. What is what is what I find to be fascinating is they potentially can put in another 1,500 to 2,000 plays. You know, you just start talking about that's a dead ceremonial play. We saw that. Right. You go from 38% returns to 20, 22. But to talk about setting up a play right. that potentially can put in an additional 2,500 plays. That's exciting. And you mean uh, that through the kickoff? Through the kickoff. Just the different ways they could do things, game yes. plan, hey, I could do this, right? Yes. And that was more through the XFL prism? or it's a little bit of what the is XFL the U- prism. What is the USFL prism? I don't mean sure the, if I know. The, you're lining up 10 yards apart. Right. Balls kicked. Right. No one moves until actually oh, the returner, receive. the, the right. receiver That's receives right. the ball. There's a huge penalty if the ball, if there's a touchback. So... They have elements of forcing the yeah, forcing the return. The return. Right, right. Um, so there's some of that. My challenge always, I go back to this is how I got into football. I earned a scholarship at the University of Wisconsin because of special teams play. Five in nineteen, we remove we removed the elements of the play that was significantly dangerous. Yeah, right. The wedge blocks, yeah. the short sets, the cross blocks. Right. You can see some of those elements. Possibly returning in some of that setup? I would think so. Yes. The XFL uh, formula for sure, right? We've kind of broken that down where you're going to have guys, you know, what is it? They line up their own 20 yard line, line, basically. You're going to have guys pulling and. Yeah, you, you know, start They're only five yards apart. Here, they're yeah. only five yards apart, right. though. But, so I always thought, Troy, one of the big concerns was you have guys that get to a running start, maximum speed, and you get that collision. And that's the greatest chance for a catastrophic injury. When you have guys five yards apart, you're not going to have the same impacts. Correct. But potentially, the guys that break free, our skill position players, they're completely different than those of other leagues. You make a guy miss, now you have that defender on a runner yeah. quite quickly. Right. But when I think about it, as they were explaining it to the committee, I started thinking about Devin Hester mm. and that with this kind of – right. Because it's really now you're only it's one line of defense. And once you break it, once see you it. break the crease, bye bye. Yeah. 
So it was it was exciting to hear some of those elements. They meet tomorrow uh, Saturday morning as a full group, and the expectation is that we'll have something formally in writing so that we could discuss in Fort Lauderdale. So their thought there, just to sum it up a little bit, is they're kind of trying to say, like, hey, some of these special returners are going to have a real advantage with this kind of setup here. Oh, no question. Yeah. And I also think And they expressed that to you. They expressed it and also asked the question, does this change your roster dynamic? Based Uh. off of that setup, as they were verbalizing it, it changes. Yeah, you might not want some of the bigger special teams. Four to six players on your roster. Exactly right. Right. Well, and I think it also would make teams more willing to put their special no question. players yes. in that spot because yeah. you don't have that same – remember the Jason Seahorn injury yes. Yes. where you've got the big collision because if you do, it's all packed together and, and you're only dealing with one possibility getting hit, you, you slip through that and you're gone. Also, yeah. what was another? Yeah, let me hear in, it. In their, in, their, in their interpretation of what they're looking for, two returners are back. Oh. So – and like the XFL, you had two so that you encouraged the ball right. will be returned. Yeah, be caught. Yeah, got a so guy that there. was. Right. And then what's the overall problem? I think for all listeners and viewers and the fans, it is trying to reduce the injury rate, bring it a little bit closer to what's acceptable for a normal scrimmage play. play. Yeah, right, yeah. right. I heard some stuff last night, and again, I never know what can and can't be trusted when you're here in Indianapolis because there are varying amounts of alcohol involved in the conversation. <laughs> but I heard something about possibly touchback moving to the 35 on a kickoff. Would this be part of the XFL model? Is that the penalty you were talking about? This was, this was part of the model that the, uh, that the special teams coaches are considering. Why? To encourage the returns. Return. You put the ball in the end zone, the other team's getting the ball at 35. 35. Right. And you know what? If we also think that. We all, with that, it would definitely increase scoring. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you're facing a team with a Devin Hester quality return, man, maybe, maybe you that, will kick it into the end zone, zone and just yes. say, put the ball on the 35. We don't want this guy burning us two or three times a game. It, it, it's encouraging to hear that they're accepting of it. Because I had heard, you know, some were like, oh, I don't want to do the XFL thing, right? But have they gotten back into oh, a Chris, corner, basically, where they're was, like... It was a completely different... It was night and day okay. from 12 months ago. Okay, wow. thank you. That's what I was going to say. I was like, I swear I talked to some special yeah. teams coaches oh, that were like, we're not doing that. It was <laughs> completely night and day. Right. We, we talked. Right. We can't have no options. Right, right. And, you know, John Mayer and others, they expressed that when the coaches finished 90 minutes later, yeah. how excited they were that they've embraced this play. One, we got to keep the foot in the game. Yeah. You got to keep that That's play right. in the game. That's is right. there a growing confidence then of a chance to get into 24? Because I know not that long ago, it's like, you know, 24 is not there for the XFL model. 24 is really not there for anything. We don't know what we're going to do. Mike, do you I feel believe like you so. get to 24? I believe so, Mike. Okay. That's, yeah, That's cool to hear. So. Just, right. just That's news, folks. Yeah, we're making news yeah, this morning. Yeah, I believe so. All right. All right. Damn, Hip drop tackle. I think we I think we hit everything we can on the kickoff. That that's very one. exciting and that's very enticing about keeping the kickoff play in the game. Hip drop tackle. I know that's something that folks feel very strongly about. We've come around on it. We it's kinda like you know it when you see it, but how do you articulate it in a rule? So that is it's been a, a big topic of discussion. We actually discussed it with the Players Association on Tuesday. The more you see it, and, I, and the key here is what are the indicators? Mm-hmm. We talked to the, we had the officials have been part of our meetings as well, so we can chime in how they see it. Right? Can they officiate it? The key indicators there, and, and Mike and Chris, have you seen? It's the grabbing. Yeah. It's the swivel. Right. And it's that unweighting Doing on the back of the up. leg. You right. can 
you can see when those three components kind of show up, yeah, is there, and we can't ignore the twenty x injury rate. Of that, course, that's something that doesn't matter what side the table you're on. Twenty times the injury rate, we 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 got to make an adjustment to that play. And the talk is, do we pick it up during the week? Now, and the officials actually felt like most of these hip drops are actually happening inside the, t- the tight end box. Right. So that ref and that umpire can actually pick it up. Mm. Most thought, well, it's a, it's, a, it's a small guy tackling a big guy. No. In this particular case, it's the big guy tackling a smaller guy. Right. So Trying to get the guy mechanics. down to the ground. Yeah. Because that's the other side of it. People say we got to get the guy to the ground. Like the Mark Andrews injury. Got to get him to the ground as quick as you can because he's getting close to the goal line. He's getting close enough where he could reach out and score a touchdown, well, well, so let's just get him down to the ground. Here's and, the play here. Yeah. I mean, but but you know it. Now, that was – it's not the most egregious one right. of the year, right? And that he didn't was a land on one. his legs. I think on that one I mean, he, he doesn't does land a little on his legs. Right you there, can see right? the, the, but it's the body, still, that body coming back. But, again, this is not one of the most egregious. egregious. Right, right. This is one where you may – you just may – you can talk about it, put it on there, but you have one from Geno Smith, Deshaun Watson. Right. Uh, the Tony Pollard, yeah, like, there's right. some that are just crystal clear. Gino here. Here's a Geno play. But this wasn't – well, it wasn't flagged because it's not illegal yet. Yeah. Geno was under the impression it was after the game. He was very vocal about it. We talked to Calais Campbell, right. Mac Jones the year before. And, and was the that? players know it when it happens. Yes. It's why Lamar Jackson, after the Andrews play, right. he responded that way because he saw that. Yeah. Yeah, where so, did this like where did this technique even come from? We've been playing football forever, and now just the past few years, the, the, the hip drop tackle pops up. The evolution of the hawk tackle. Yeah. With the emphasis of moving or removing the head out of the game, people began to tackle. I was I grew up in an era where you put, put you came up, you know, put the head in, they call right. it bite the ball. Right. Put your head across the bow. Right. With all of the head head impacts, you were now taught and peaked. Pete introduced this to hawk tackle. Yeah, getting behind the ball carrier. I always taught if I get behind the ball carrier, I'm a, it's a missed tackle. Yeah, right. And it's become an evolution. The players adjusting, but listen, the players are—they're so athletic. I have full confidence when the players see enough of that shot. Yeah, because you hear some <laughs> players say, "What do they don't want us?" No, we're not trying to remove the hustle tackle. We're not trying to move your chase and get a guy down. But that play of grabbing, swiveling, and unweighting, right. and some of them you never say is intentional, but you can see it shows up quite a bit. Yeah. We, we just got to get that one, clean that one up yeah. before it gets. It's intentional so, yeah. to get the guy down. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that's where it's intentional. That's and and we got to remind everybody, though. this is a defensive football player here who's very conscious of that. Right. right? I mean, I mean def- you still got to play defense, and we get that. And yeah. we, we try to. Like remind people of that that there still has to be an opportunity for the defensive players to tackle guys. So if you can't do the hip drop tackle and you're in that setting chasing Mark Andrews to the end zone, how are you supposed to get him on the ground? What are they going to be told to do? No. We have thousands and thousands of tackles uh, of the player the the right doing the right way. Right, exactly. We're right. just asking that you don't unweight, just yeah. stop and unweight do a rodeo your body. move. It's yeah. a rodeo. We move. see it. Th- they're doing it every weekend, thousands of times the right way, getting their body across. The defender, well, the defender body hitting the ground first. To his point, it's a copycat league, right? We heard Devin McCourty, who you know real well as well, and played you know safety for all those years. He even talked about they. He saw Kyle Arrington, one of their DBs, do it a few years ago, right? And then they started to go, wait, that kind of works just to get it, him down like it's that. It's working, and it's and very it, common. We're seeing, but it's about really two dangerous, a weekend, right? Yep. And it's 
I mean, Dak Prescott yeah. would have been. The injury rate's the key. The broken yeah. ankle. The injury rate's 12X. the key. If 20X. it's that much, it's you got to do something about it. Got a couple more to get to real okay, quickly because you got to go. I mentioned getting Mark Andrews down before he can reach the ball to the end zone, and we know the risk when you reach the ball to the end zone. <laughs> I what, love this what, one. Mike, there's, I, I understand. Give the and, ball back to the offense because okay. they fumbled. Right. <laughs> it eliminates an opportunity to score a touchdown. It keeps scoring down. That's one of the reasons I don't like the rule, and it's nonsensical. If the ball goes out of the one-inch line, the offense keeps it at the spot of the fumble. If it touches the pylon, the defense gets it to Game the Game of inches. That's just that's staying on the books, it sounds like. Let me tell you. So this was the one I would I couldn't wait. Oh, I wish you would have invited me in for this to get to that to that discussion because it was boiling all year long in the office. Right. Now let's take into account. Yeah. It happened three times in regular season, one time in postseason. Right. Didn't happen in the 2022 season. Right. So I said, okay, let's we're going to talk about ball through the end zone. There's a few think that this is a very punitive penalty. John Mara, Stevens say, well, let's watch it. And then when the chairman says, well, wait a minute, two of the three were my guy. Right. If he just simply puts the ball in the right hand, which we're all taught <laughs> right. in elementary school, when you first start learning football. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Right. End of discussion. Move on. Damn. Wow. Yeah. yeah. North Korea lives. Somebody's listening. Yeah. North Korea. Right? You lose your ball. It's <laughs> the it's better North example Korea. is hitting the ball over the fence into your neighbor's yard, and then it's gone. That the end zone is your neighbor's yard. Yeah. And now, once you drop it in there, Sims it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay. So I tried to bring it back <laughs> right. to make sure that everybody had a chance to speak. I said, well, is there an appetite? Let's just revisit. Maybe just put the ball on the one-yard line. For the that's defense. our compromise. For the, the, yeah. Spot, yeah. Of, the compromise. About Spot this. of the right. fumbles. Move on. Yeah. Dead. <laughs> I love it. Okay. What that about like the it. brotherly shove, tush push? <laughs> Didn't discuss it. Um, it was one that I felt, and you get a feel for the room, a sense of the room. After the, the fumble through the end zone, when we discuss the push play, with the with the committee during the season, later during the season, the evolution of the play. Yeah, people. There were more teams doing it. Right. They were very creative. That was a very creative look, and they were doing different little, things little out things of it. Off of it, yeah. It was hey, don't punt, don't punish a team that strategically does it well. Yes, that's right. And there's very few injuries. What we want to avoid is what we think could happen: someone just coming over the top and injuring themselves. But no discussion around it. Um, it was one of I felt like I brought up. Move on. Uh, yeah. You know. So, so you didn't even bother. Didn't even bother. You don't hear but, move but, on but, again. But it, but it will. We will when we get to Florida. It is still one of those yeah. items that we want to just make sure that everybody, yeah. the whole membership, has a chance to weigh in on. Gotcha. But the committee, competition committee, um, outside of Mike T, I would say that Mike T was because he, in, in his he mind, was what was, was his, his he, argument? He wants to make sure that. Uh, the defense, like the, the point after attempt, the detackles, right. the only way I have to still defend that play. Right. And for me to defend that play, right. it, I'll have, my defenders are looking at doing things that we would do on a point after attempt or That's field goal block. That's a great point by Mike T. So, yeah. but, you know, he, and he did say, nope, I'd be remiss if I didn't say what he said. We and, saw some teams at the yeah. end of the year start to learn how to defend it, it looked yeah. like, too, right? But Philly, yes, they yeah. tried, but yeah. Their success rate was still amazing. Right. Just amazing. Yeah, I've yeah. come around on that, too. It's like they're doing it well. Right. And Don't there's punch. a comfort in seeing it. You see them line up. It's kind of like, like, oh, here, here it goes. goes. It's like, right. I said it's like the old sitcom where there was a catchphrase that you waited for it every episode. This is the catchphrase. You're right? This is Fonzie hitting the jukebox. What we're, we're used to seeing it. As you all saw, Chris. Yeah. 
they really got creative with that yeah, play. They you did. get well, the look, and they plays, start doing pitches. the option. They yeah. start doing reverses from right, it. So. Right. And the other point, too, regardless of the any, anything the competition committee discusses, the owners still can do whatever they want to do yes. when they get down to Florida. We always say we could have a discussion yeah. in here. But the membership will decide right. on what moves forward or what doesn't. <laughs> They'll send the coaches out to golf yes. and then pass <laughs> it. <That's right. laughs> hey, hey, go golf. It's you had a busy us. week. <laughs> We're you got a busy day. We thank you for giving us some of your time and helping us understand what's going on. We're always paying attention to these issues, and we want what's good for the game. You want what's good for the game, so hopefully we'll keep working in that direction. Mike, thanks for having me, yeah. Chris. Thanks for having Much me. Respect. He's Troy You're Vincent, Executive man. VP of Football Operations for the NFL. We'll be back with more PFT Live right after this. Here we are again at the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. Guys getting ready to join the NFL. Another familiar name for football fans, Chris Jenkins. It's amazing. Son of Son Chris up. Jenkins. Right. Dude. Here and ready to go and ready to create some havoc in the NFL. Welcome. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Why no Great junior? Where's the junior? Uh, junior, I mean, man, we, we trying to become the Chris Jenkins. I'm trying to, you know, make, make my name hopefully become Chris Jenkins. But, you know, shouts out to my dad. But, you know, we're going to see if that's going to happen. We're gonna see if it's gonna happen. I, I got. I don't. That's the tough bar to pass. No, absolutely. People absolutely. don't realize how good your damn dad was. Oh, absolutely. Big man too, and he can move. Big man. Big, Big man. man. At what age did you realize that if you had to, you could take dad? Or has that not happened yet? <laughs> that has not happened yet, and he's definitely gonna be at home tuning into this. So I'm just say straight away right now, dad. I'm gonna give you your respect. No I'm not gonna do that. You could take him right uh, now. Absolutely. He's gonna be too old and banged up. Well, There's yeah, right no now. He's on his he's on his diet and he's a vegetarian now. So right, right now, but no, nah, I wouldn't do him. Like he definitely got some tricks in the. He's back got the old thing. man strength. Absolutely right. Apparently, I know it firsthand. Unfortunately, well, and I think Absolutely. we have a photo. Of oh, we got Chris it? Sims. Yeah, on the oh. wrong end. Oh, Chris snap. Damn, that was that play. the spleen game? That is the play. Man, your dad almost killed Chris. I heard about that. Literally, I heard about that. I never saw that photo though. Yep. So this wow. is. I've already been hit. See, this is already. Thomas Davis has already put his. He's bouncing off of me here. Yeah. Thomas Davis has already put his helmet in my chest and is bouncing and off, but that's where I got stuck a little bit in that Man. spot. I was throwing it away, and he got me right in that soft spot where there's no rib pad there, uh, Thomas Davis. I didn't know your dad was behind me. Yeah. I saw Thomas Davis coming. I was but. in a duck and chuck, right, mm. and just get out of the way because right. nobody was open, but you're a big freaking dad was behind me <laughs> who was the mountain of men. Yeah. Yeah, right? that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. I apologize on behalf of him. Don't worry. You hey. don't have to apologize. I know yeah. what I signed up and for. It was like so hot that day. It was hot right? as hell. Yeah. Chris Jenkins, his dad was one of those guys. When I used to get underneath the center, I'd go, I don't really think the center is going to be able to snap the ball <laughs> and block him at the same time. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, that's how awesome your dad was. Oh, no, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, so I'd, I'd like everybody to know, how, know that. Oh, yeah. When did you know you were – Got a chance. Like, I got a chance to be awesome. What, what age would it hit you? Uh, really Little League. Like, I want to say third year playing Little League. And back then, I was really one of the smaller guys. I hadn't hit puberty yet. Right. I hadn't gotten into my, you know, strength yet. Right. So, we had a big, tall cat that was running the football. I think he was six foot at that time. We were all 12. Yeah. And he's stiff-arming people crazy. And, you know, I came out the side, got a real good hit on him, made him fumble, made his helmet cut off. Right. And then I'm standing over and screaming. <laughs> and you're like, damn. And my dad was, my dad was proud. And, you know, big man <laughs> like him. 
you know, it's rare to see him, you know, get hyped up, right. especially after all the stuff he does. Yeah. So you caught that guy like Jadavian Clowney and sent his helmet flying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. On the sideline. Yeah. Like, didn't come through the line, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was hyped. Man. <laughs> so that's when he realized, like, man, when I hit people, it doesn't even hurt me. So this is kind of fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, so your game, I mean, first off, congrats on the year. No, thank you. What was the year like? I mean, because you guys went through a lot of shit this year absolutely it was a movie a rolling film from start to finish and you know we face adversity we face great times amazing times and you know the entire time we were with our family together so you know it was it was amazing for us because you know from start to finish it was a movie and we really had that tunnel vision mentality that we had to get the job done and we had the leaders to do that you thought the the Harbaugh stuff? It seemed like it really. I mean, I started the we started the year mm-hmm. with Harbaugh stuff. Absolutely. Then it ended the year with more Harbaugh stuff. Yeah. But do you guys feel like that really kind of brought you together even closer as a football team? No, absolutely. And you know, we talked to Coach Harbaugh, and uh, we we even talked to our strength coach, Coach Herb, before the season, and how we should face adversity and how we had to fine tune the details because you never know what's going to happen. So you know, the fact that we were prepared to not only face an adversity in game but face outside adversity as right, well was something right. you know like we bought into as a team. Yeah. How do you go about leading your teammates as one of the captains at Michigan? Well, man, mean? I mean, you know, I'm the energy guy. You know, Coach has a saying, enthusiasm unknown to mankind, and that's what yeah. I try oh, to yeah. – you know, I try to bring that type of energy off screen. You know, I try to lead by example, you know, get everybody hyped up. So, you know, and, you know, blessed to be at Michigan because we got so many leaders, so many talented guys across the board. So it's always fun to, you know, come in and work with top talent. Right. And, you know, top leaders. So, I know, said, fun. I said – for years now that they should have a Jim Harbaugh doll with a string that has like seven or eight sayings because he oh, has those sayings over and over again. Right. And apparently I'm, sources tell me that you may be able to Oh, oh, we heard you do some impersonations. Oh, heard you do some impersonations. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do an impersonation right now because you know he's definitely gonna be watching this. So, right. You know, I'm, I'm gonna give him respect, but I will give you an acronym because <laughs> right. he is really good when it comes to team acronyms right. whenever we're in meetings. And he says, "Be a dog." A disciplined athlete with grit, and he came up with the acronym for bet, even though you know, yeah, that's not, well, you know, y- yeah, right. What is it? You know, I'm um, bringing everybody together, oh. and, you know, that that kind of that hit us, yeah, we didn't, intend they're that, both but, good ones, you know, that fits, right? That works, so you can do the whole spiel on this guy, though. You got him down, and it sounds like though. Oh, because sources told us at NBC, you, you know, you had some input, and they were like, "Eh, let's not do that." You know, Michigan was like, "Eh, let's not do that." No, nah, respectfully, no, nah, <laughs> not at all. Is it the voice, or is it also like where he's kind of always looking around? Like, I always feel like he's reading words that aren't there when no, he's I, trying to talk. I got the, I got his, you know, his mannerisms down packed, just because I feel like we, I'm, I'm similar in that way too. Especially, you feel me when. When we're thinking about something, and we're really cooking. Right. And we're coming up with acronyms and stuff like that. Oh, we about to we about to throw down some fire. Oh yeah, yeah. So you, One of the you, things I've been saying about Coach Harbaugh, you know, as complicated as people want football to seem, mm. I think it's at some level very simple. Who can push your buttons to go out there and be the best you can be, and then some? And he seems like the guy who always knows how to get you Absolutely. to do the absolute best that you can and more. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's just how he's wired. He knows how to do that for everybody, you know, in every position, whether you're a quarterback, O-lineman, D-lineman. You know, he knows how to get everybody fired up. And, you know, he, he got us ready to, you know, fight some, fight in some wars, fight in some battles. Did you know? Did you have a feeling, like, even before the national championship that he was probably going to leave and go to the NFL? 
Um, I mean, not at all. You no. know, after the past couple of years, you know, you never really know and, you know, kind of learn to, you know, be where your feet are after, you know, right. after a certain point. But, yeah, you know, absolutely. He deserves it, though, 100%. No doubt about like, that. No doubt about that. Right. I love his answer to that question. When he was asked before the national championship, asked about the future, he says, I hope to have one. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> Pretty plain and simple. I mean, yeah, he, he definitely got one. So. All right, so what about your own game, right? You know, what, what, do you, what do you need to improve here as you go into the NFL and leave the Big Ten and college football? Oh, yeah, I need to improve all aspects. You know, that goes for run, that goes for pass, that goes for how I approach the game, that goes for how I study, you know, because I'm, I'm not a finished book. I'm not, I'm not complete in any way, shape, or form. So, you know, if I go in with that mentality that I got, I got to improve in everything, you know, I can't see – you know, factors. I can't see growth. I can't see progress. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. That's a good damn Michigan answer. He's, he's too smart for his own damn good over yeah, that's here. That's a Michigan win now, though. <laughs> what, what about what, – what are you excited about with the NFL, right? Ooh. You know, like there's a lot, right? I mean, of course, hey, money and it's a different world. I know yeah. it was – I liked my NFL experience more than college. I did, mm-hmm. even though college was awesome. Don't get me wrong. No, absolutely. But I know I'm sure you've heard war stories, whatever else. What are you the most excited for? I'm excited for the games. Yeah. Because I heard, I heard stories from my my dad from my uncle, you know, watching as a kid, being on the field as a kid and, you know, seeing that first person. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just excited to, you know, finally have an opportunity to get out there and just really experience experience a game of football at the top level. Panthers fan growing up or? Uh, growing up, yeah. But, I mean, of course now, I'm, you know, I'm not biased. You're anybody. Yeah. I'm going I'm to love wherever I go. Yeah, so, I know that. 100%. Right. So if it was to go down between your dad and Uncle Cullen, who who comes out ahead in that one? Ooh, like are, now, are we ranking them as players or are like man to no, man? No, right now, somebody said something the other guy didn't like, and it's time. It's on. You see, that's an interesting one because you know my uncle, he's quick, and my dad does have the strength. Right. So you know, I probably I'm gonna give it to my uncle. You know now because you know probably give him the because he's he's a little bit step quicker. Oh, okay, you know, okay. I'll do respect to pops and a little younger too, right yeah. now, right? Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but in their prime, you know that would have been that would have been very interesting. Right, you know, damn. You can see, you know, they're definitely both built. Right. All right, Dad. You hear that? He's he's, he's saying your uncle will whoop you, Dad. I mean, damn. He's gonna see that. I said that. it's gonna be close. You said it's you wouldn't be... whoop him, but you're gonna say the uncle will. Whoop it's him. gonna be a close battle. <laughs> okay. It's gonna be a great. All class. right, all right. Way to bottle it up. No, absolutely. <laughs> I know you have no control over what's going to happen next, but is part of you hoping that maybe you get to keep playing for Jim Harbaugh? I mean, you know, honestly, really I'm I'm biased. Like like I've been saying, I'm biased. Like you said, you know, it would definitely be cool. It would absolutely be very cool, you know, to play for him again, you know, experience that again. But, you know, I'm, I'm willing to give 100%, you know, all of myself to whoever's willing to, you know, take that interest in me and trust in me. So, you know, you got me 100% locked in. And, you know, if it ain't coached, then – no, we just got to go. Got to go where you go. Right. What, all right. Uh, you played a lot of damn good old linemen. I mean, you Ohio State, the Big mm-hmm. Ten, the SEC battles you dealt with here at the end of the year. Who, who's the best Who's the best offensive player you played against in college football? Who's the one guy you were like, damn, he was the truth, or I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. that from that guy. Right? It and doesn't have could, to be a lineman. It could be a running back. You had a tackle, whatever. And this could be like last year. This last could be years year, before. three years before. I don't care. Nobody I'm, on your own damn team. That's the only thing I absolutely, ask. You know what? Respectfully, because you know what I was about to do. Um, <laughs> I'll give, sophomore year, I'll give respect, and I hate to do this to a rival. But, you know, I'll give respect to Kenneth Walker, number nine. He yeah. Was, uh, he, was, he was definitely a dog. Right. He, he scored five touchdowns that game. You know, we definitely had a game plan for him. So, you know, he was – He's definitely strength and speed. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's he's definitely a gritty football player. Yeah, yeah, he's a baller still. 
All right, Chris, hey, man, we got to let you run, but we appreciate your time. We wish you all the best. We want to hear that hard bomb. We'll do it off camera. I want to hear the hard bomb. I want to see the – you got to get the glasses. He needs to pinch the glasses and some googly eyes to go with it. I mean, maybe, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. He's Chris Jenkins. We'll be back with more after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.